I think when we're planning events, a lot of people are just like, it's a party. We're just going to show up and I have my decorations or I'm doing a virtual event. I have my ideas, but you really have to have um, a timeline that helps you organize your event from like the planning stages to your execution. So things that are done well are usually, they don't just happen. Like someone had a plan behind them. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I got the chance to talk to another pink-obsessed dog mom. Taylor Breon Ballard is an event planning dog mom from Houston, Texas. In this interview, she shares what makes a pet-friendly event a success. She gives suggestions on how to incorporate sponsors, including tips on how to approach the brands, and she also told me all about a virtual yappy hour coming up on November 4th and how she's making it a really special and memorable experience. After hearing what she has planned, I am so excited that Bert, Lucy, and I are going to be special guests at the event. At the end of this interview, Taylor also shares her favorite tools and apps for running her event planning business. I've gone ahead and added all of them to the official Wear, Wag, Repeat resource guide. This is an extensive Google Doc that has over 150 tools, apps, resources, dog training gear, all kinds of stuff that you need to run your pet industry business. You can get free access to the guide by just going to wherewagrepeat.com slash guide. Hundreds of dog moms have already gotten access to this doc, and I know that it is a really useful resource. So go to wherewagrepeat.com slash guide and sign up to get free access to it today. Taylor Brian Ballard is a dog mom from Houston, Texas, who enjoys spoiling her posh pup with affordable luxuries and all things pink, a girl after my own heart. An event planner by profession, Taylor enjoys planning pet-friendly events such as her popular Doggies Who Brunch meetup and her new virtual yappy hour, Woof and Whiskey. Sparkle Posh Pup is a super spoiled Maltese who enjoys podicures, puppy lattes, and getting 16 hours of sleep a day. (laughs) Hey, Taylor. Hi, how are you? I'm doing so good. How are you? I am doing well, too. Just, I'm working from home, so I'm comfortable. So that's always good. (laughs) Yes. Well, we're all always working from home, which is nice. We get to be with our dogs all the time now. (laughs) Right. Yes. Sparkle, I mean, she was already spoiled, but when I do have to leave the house for for longer than two hours, um, yeah, that's going to be a big adjustment for her. (laughs) And for you, too. It's going to be a really big adjustment. Um, so what, what first kind of drew me to you, Taylor, um, was on Instagram, I found your account and, um, you do have a thing for all things pink, (laughs) which, which I do too. And it really, uh, drew me to your account and I wanted to get to know you better. Um, so, so first of all, your dog, 
Sparkle is probably like the polar opposite of my dogs. Oh. <laughs> because I have these two big, goofy, dirty Labradors. <laughs> Uh, and Sparkle is like this beautiful little fluffy white Maltese. So, (laughs) so tell us about, you know, how she came to be a posh pup and and what it really means to you, uh, to be a posh pup. Well, I, um, uh, my parents actually adopted Sparkle in 2014. So, um, that's how long that we've been together and, um, they adopted her for me. But she was staying with my parents because I lived in a rude apartment that wasn't pet friendly at the time. (laughs) So my parents have this huge house and, you know, she was just enjoying everything over there. And so it was like she was just so spoiled there because it was a big house. They had a a backyard for her to run wherever she wanted to. And so, you know, when she finally came to live with me, (laughs) she I just realized how spoiled she was like. And it didn't help that I, you know, lived alone. So she was kind of like, well, she is kind of like my only child. And so I also contributed to her just being super spoiled as well. So then I just kind of, when I decided I was going to make like a little Instagram account for her, I was like, what should her name be? And I was just trying to come up with something cute. And, And when I looked up posh, it meant like elegant and stylishly luxurious. And so I was like, that's sparkle because you know I was dressing her up and stuff at the time and so it's really just there's some other Mm -hmm. meanings for posh too (laughs) like um you know like upper class and stuff but that's not what that's not the one we were going for but it's really just like dogs who like to you know super spoiled dogs that kind of enjoy like some of the same luxuries that people do so like I was saying sparkle really like get getting her paws like Mm -hmm. you know because her paws can get hard she likes to like get her paws like manicured and stuff. So she just likes to do like, you know, she just likes to enjoy luxuries. So that's, that's where I got it from. She likes manicures and brunch and all that kind of stuff. And brunch and Starbucks. If I drive through the Starbucks (laughs) line without, and I get me something and I don't get her like a little puppy latte, I have to literally make the circle and get back in line. Like she will (laughs) really like, she's like, I know you did not go through the line and not get me anything. So I'm like, oops, my bad. Because <laughs> sometimes they forget, even if you say it at the drive-thru, and I'm like, oh, no. So I have to drive around or else she's going to be like, no, ma'am. Yes. Well, I'm surprised she hasn't learned to call ahead and warn them <laughs> she's Right. <coming>. Right. <laughs> so cute. So I, so I wanted to ask you, since you love pink as much as I do, um, if you have, like, a favorite pink thing in your dog mom life. For me, um, just like as an example, I painted my front door bright pink years oh, ago. That's and that's my favorite thing because it's just like so happy to see every day when we like walk in and out to go on our walks. But it's also a really great Instagram backdrop. Um, so my pink door is like my favorite pink thing. Do you have a favorite pink thing? That's so hard because it's like everything in my life is pink. But <laughs> I guess um I guess I would have to just say, like, my apartment. And so um, I've my apartment's, like, nicknamed the Pretty Pink Place because everything here is literally pink. Like, my bed is pink, my sofa, my bathroom decorations. Um, I'm a Barbie collector, too, so I'm actually sitting in my Barbie room. So there's lots of pink stuff in here. All of Sparkle's accessories, her um, little sofa matches my sofa, so it's pink. Um, so, I mean, most of her clothes are pink. So most of my clothes are pink. So it's like, um, 
it's just like, you know, being here, I have like a little map that says pretty pink place before you enter my apartment. So, I mean, everything here is literally pink. So my sister always says it looks like a 10-year-old lives here. And I'm like, that's so cool. That's exactly what I'm going for. (laughs) We are kindred spirits because I, sometimes I wear outfits that are all pink and I'll see someone out and they'll be like, oh, my six-year-old has that same outfit. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, little girls when I'm walking out in public and I'm like in pink from head to toe, especially if I'm wearing like heels and stuff, they're like, oh my God, are you a princess? Oh my God. I'm like, hi, you too can be this pink when you (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. And I love that you collect Barbies. I love Barbie as well. Um, Yes. She's just so cool. And I had so many Barbie dolls when I was growing up. Um, But we had cats. We didn't have dogs until I was like 15. Um, And we had cats growing up. And the cats would, back in the day, Barbie's feet were like a gummy soft material. They weren't like hard. Like I think they are now. Um, So back in the day, I had these like old Barbies with these gummy feet. And the cats would chew on them. And so all my Barbies were like amputees. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Now, Sparkle knows this is like the only room she's not allowed to be in. I actually have a life-size Barbie box in here. It was life-size for a kid. I'm actually too tall for it. But I was looking for Sparkle one day and she was just lost. I could not find her. I was like, like so stressed out. And I was just, I decided just to come in my Barbie room and she's like laid in the box. Like I would have never found her if I didn't like decide to come in She probably just blends in. Yeah, she does. And it's like a little pink carpet down there. So she was just like comfortable and you can't necessarily see into the box until you stand over it. And I was like, girl, now, you know, you're not supposed to be in here. So um, I was like, see, no, you have all access to all the other rooms, but not in here. Because, <laughs> you know, I have stuff in here and then I don't want any dolls or anything. Dogs jump on stuff. And so yeah. I don't want dolls or anything to fall on her um, or anything. So she knows she's not supposed to be in here. Well, I love that you have like created a space that just like makes you feel happy and inspired and that like embraces your all the things you love, like pink and Barbie and sparkle, of course. Yes. So, you know, since we all want to make our lives like revolve around our dogs, <laughs> um, one of the things that you do is you plan dog friendly events and, and pet friendly events, um, which I love because, you know, we, people love to, you know, especially now, I think we're all desperate to socialize a little bit. Um, but we love to go to brunch or maybe have a little cocktail or something. And we also love our dogs. So these events kind of combine everyone's favorite things as well. Um, yeah. why do you think it's important to organize pet friendly events? Well, I think, um, really, I think it's because a lot of people don't like to leave their dogs at home. So for me, as a single dog mom, Sparkle has, you know, traveled with me both by plane and by car. Um, we've only traveled domestically. Um, but she runs errands with me. She goes into certain stores with me. So it's really weird that I would just like leave her at home when I'm ready to have fun, uh, when I'm ready to go out. So and have fun. I don't know why I would like leave her at home. That's just really weird. And there's a huge market for family friendly events. And so for me, and I feel like for you too, like dogs are our family. So, you know, those, it's like family friendly events, but a lot of times family, family friendly events aren't necessarily for pets too. So, you know, that's why I think it's important because 
you know, these dogs are our family, and I I don't really like to go out and do a lot of things without Sparkle if I don't have to. So that's why I think that's why I kind of created a pet friendly kind of space because so many people I, I would meet and they would be like, well, yeah, let's do this, but let's, you know, I'll go drop my dog off. And I'm like, oh, I just take Sparkle with me. So I'm kind of like the person people kind of get annoyed with. I'm kind of like a, she goes with me and then I just apologize and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, next time. I won't bring her next time. But it's like, you know, when you're running errands or you're doing things like that, you kind of already have your dog with you. I I can't just stop my day to drop my dog back off at home. So I kind of feel like the same about, um, you know, why there should be pet-friendly spaces and events. Yeah, I agree with you. And I love how you pointed out being a single dog mom, because I am too. And I think that um, it's so common. A lot of women don't want to go things by themselves. You know, I, I see so many events where people are like, oh, they're tagging their friends. Will you go to this with me? Will you go to this with me? And I'm like, girl, just go take your dog with you and just go by yourself. <laughs> you don't right. need your friends. You don't need like that security blanket of people if you have your dog, because right. when you take your dog with you, people come people up and talk to you. To you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like the best thing. Um, once you start doing that, it's just like the greatest thing. Yeah, I agree, too. I never have gone a place with Sparkle and someone didn't come up to talk to me. Even if I'm, like, <laughs> on a mission and not trying to talk to people, Sparkle is, like, a people magnet. And most dogs are. So that's that's really um, that's a good thing to do. Like, just take your dog when you don't want to go alone. Yeah, exactly. So, so what, um, since you are a professional event planner... I'm sure that you put a lot of details into your pet-friendly events that you organize. What are a couple of things that make a great event pet-friendly? So I think um, when people are trying to plan their pet-friendly events, it's really important to um, really choose like a purpose or a cause that people can get behind. Um, so right now with uh, my yappy hour, where most people are still at home and, um, you know, the quarantine, online happy hour things, everyone can kind of relate to that right now. But for other events I've done, it's been like support a charity or it's been like a certain dog, dog breed, like recognition month. So if you choose like that kind of purpose or cause that people can get behind, people will, um, people will, you know, be drawn to that. And so um, another tip is like to choose a venue that, that kind of aligns with your cause. And so if you're doing a virtual event, um, choose a platform that is like accessible by all, by, by everyone. And so, you know, that's why most people kind of use zoom because it's, you Mm -hmm. know, it's reliable. It's like most people have it. You can customize it, do custom backgrounds. And similarly, when I've done in-person events, I work a lot with, um, dog-friendly restaurants. So when you're at a dog-friendly restaurant, they already have rules and stuff in place. You know, they have certain areas for dogs. They know that dogs have to use the restroom. So there's like, you know, potty areas. And so if you're choosing platforms and venues that that kind of already are established, that's already setting you up for success too. And um, I think when we're planning events, a lot of people are just like, it's a party. We're just going to show up and I have my decorations or I'm doing a virtual event. I have my ideas, but you really have to have um, a timeline that helps you organize your event from like the planning stages to your execution. So nothing or 
things that are done well are usually, they don't just happen. Like someone had a plan behind them. And um, another good thing that I think it's really important is to secure sponsors to help with the cost of your event or future promotion of your event. So, you know, sponsors will sometimes like, you know, cover a lot of stuff or cover most things because, you know, stuff does cost money. And so, um, you know, having sponsors also increases your brand recognition and extends, you know, their audience, but also it it helps you to be able to put on an event that people actually want to come to. I love that. Um, do, Do you have any suggestions for people? Like if they're looking to, like if someone's maybe a pup fluencer and they want to plan some kind of local yappy hour or brunch or virtual thing or whatever, and they're thinking of reaching out to a sponsor, um, like, I think people are so intimidated. Like, what do I even ask for? I know I felt the same way when I was planning Dog Mom's Day in 2019. And my sister, she plans a lot of events and gets she raises a lot of money. So she was really helpful in kind of suggesting that I have sponsors um, kind of cover the cost for, like, specific things. So, like, mm-hmm. you could be our signage sponsor. You could be our cocktail sponsor. You could be our goodie bag sponsor. Like, do you think that's a good approach? Yeah, I think a really good thing, especially, um, you know, when you're starting out, because not everyone has super huge audiences or, um, you know, or are reached that big. I think a really, really great way to start off is asking people to sponsor like goodie bags. And if you're doing virtual events, there's a such thing as, you know, virtual goodie bags. So you send people a link to that at the end of your event. So it's like coupon codes and it's basically, you know, like, just basically coupon codes Mm -hmm. and then like, you know, like pictures for you to download for your phone, like backgrounds, just like little things that, you know, you, you already use, but this is like free and it's like, you know, exclusive to people who attended the event online. So starting off with goodie bag sponsors is a really, really easy way to talk to people because it's low cost generally for most um, sponsors. And they can decide like if they want to do that or not. And if you're doing like an in-person event, you have, you know, 20, 50, 100 people, it may cost them like $200 as a sponsor to put something in your bag when they're, you know, normally they're advertising for like pet magazines and stuff like that. They're paying thousands and tens of thousand dollars a year and they're reaching um, a similar niche and market. And so I think that's a really, really good way to start. And then um, once you build those kinds of relationships, then you can kind of go and, um, you know, and ask for more. But I think another thing to think about is kind of what you can offer to the people. Make sure you kind of can can um, let them know what they'll be getting out of this. Let them know who will be there. You know, if you had any media placements, a lot of stuff like that will help people like want to just jump onto your event. Yeah, that's such a good point. I think anytime that I'm reaching out for any kind of sponsorship for anything, I'm always saying, you know, I don't lead with, give me this money. (laughs) I lead with, this is what I'm going to do for you. And then at the end of the email, it's like, it's only going to cost you X amount or whatever. (laughs) Right. Do you ever discover a fabulous new tool to run your business and wonder why you didn't know about it sooner? That used to happen to me all the time. Luckily, through this podcast, I've asked over a hundred women what their favorite tools, apps, and resources are to run their pet industry businesses. I put their recommendations in one place, and I'm so happy that I can share that list with you. 
Discover over 150 apps, tools, and even the best squeaker to get the perfect doggy photo. It's all in the Wear, Wag, Repeat resource guide. The guide is totally free. Just go to wearwagrepeat.com slash guide and you can get your paws on it. Um, so, okay, so let's talk about the Woof and Whiskey Yappy Hour event. Um, like, how did you get the idea for this? And, um, you know, planning a virtual event, it can be hard to make it seem fresh and to get people to show up. You know, how, how are you going to make it a success? So the Woof and Whiskey kind of started from a Facebook memory. So typically around this time, I hold my annual event, um, Doggies Who Brunch. And so it's, you know, it's like an in-person event at a dog-friendly restaurant. And I have sponsors and the restaurant makes meals for the dogs and has specials for the people. And so it popped up that, um, you know, it's time. Like all the memories from Facebook, we were like on Fox 26 um, News one year. And then the restaurants were tagging us. I was like, oh, look, we're not doing anything this year. Um, and so, and even if I wanted to, uh, you know, we have all the social distancing restrictions. Most groups can't congregate in restaurants larger than 10, even if you're on the patio. So, um, right. you know, it just wasn't going to really work. And so, um, I shared on my Facebook, I was like, oh, should I try to do something this year instead of, um, you know, since we can't do doggy to brunch and people were like, yes, please do something. We're bored. And people were like, you should be able to do in-person events by now. And I was like, I don't think so, but it's not happening. Um, <laughs> so I just kind of shared something on Sparkle's page. And actually, um, I said I wanted to do something, but I was trying to come up with ideas and actually a previous brand partner. She was the one who was like, let's chat, let's figure out something. So we just had a brainstorm call and we kind of just figured out that we were going to try to do like a happy hour. And I was like, yeah, we'll and whiskey it just kind of came up and so that's kind of how the idea came about and so um as an event planner I'm taking like all the stuff that I would normally try to put into an in-person event um and try to bring it into the virtual event so I created like a a Spotify playlist so people can kind of download that music and jam along with us that's so Um, cool yeah so um most of my events are usually hyper local but since this is online um you know, it's open to other people. And so I'm sharing our signature drink recipe um, online so people can make that. Um, I'm going to have Zoom backgrounds that people can download. And so, um, and I'll have like special ones made for like our special guests. So really just trying to make it like festive for people online because it's so funny as a professional event planner, I found that people are super excited about, um, Zoom backgrounds. I did not know that was like a thing, especially if you're really <laughs> techy. Like a guy, I was on a call. He made his like move. It's like a video, and he was like so excited. He was like, "Look, my water's moving. I'm really on the beach." So you know, making things like <laughs> just making things like fun because people get excited about little things right now, and so just trying to bring elements that you would normally be able to really pump up in person, just giving people an option for them to to have something like that online, you know, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. And then of course, um, we're going to do games and have some giveaways. So just try to make it a good time for the, you know, 45 minutes to an hour that will be online. That's so creative, you know, like at an in-person event, of course, like anytime I do a dog friendly event, we always want to have a photo booth or something, but we can't really do that. So it's such a good idea to have the zoom backgrounds. It's like a virtual photo booth. Right. 
Yeah. And so I have those and I may even say like people can like do their own background if they want to and just, you know, let people be creative. They may want to put their picture of them and their dog on the background. Just, you know, just like being fun. And um, so you'd mentioned that you have a sponsor for this. Tell us about who the sponsor is. Oh, sure. So we have a couple of sponsors. So um, our first sponsor is our whiskey sponsor, which is uh, Cuddy Sark Whiskey. And so um, they will be um, they will be giving out little bottles of whiskey and uh, ginger ale for us to make our signature drink. And so um, that will be for the people who are in Houston because it's because uh, like I said, the events yeah. are usually hyper local. But I'll be raffling off a couple of them to mail out to some of the people who are outside of Houston. That way, they can still get um, get a chance to win. And then we have a, a treat. A dog food maker for pet's sake. They're going to be um, giving, including treats in every bag for the pets. Um, and then we have um, I and Loving You, which has been a longtime sponsor of Sparkle and I in our events, both in person and now online. Um, and they're going to be doing some door prizes. And so um, those are the people who are helping to make this um, make this uh, possible. So. Thanks I like to how, them. Yeah, I like how you have it kind of like a hybrid. Like the people who are in Houston, I guess you're going to deliver them these little care packages. But the people who are virtual, they still have a chance to win fun things too. And um, you did a really great job of making it like a hybrid. Yeah, I you know, because I was like, at first I was just like, let's just do Houston because I mainly focus on, you know, Houston events. But I was like, this is online, like you can't stop anyone. The event is posted like online and on Eventbrite and Facebook. And so if you're in Canada, if you want to join us, join us. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, we'll, you know, if you win the door prize and we'll get it mailed out to you. But, you know, um, we just wanted to make sure that people had an option to participate if they wanted to. And so that's why we have the, the drink recipe online where you can register so people can already see what the drink will be. And, um, it'll be cute. I'm excited. Well, and I'm also one of the co-hosts. Or yes, oh, do I have a special title? Did I mess that up? <laughs> no, co-host, special guest. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm really excited. So Bert and Lucy will all have our pink on, and we'll be ready. <laughs> yes, exciting. I have to figure out my little my online event. That's another thing about online events. You still need to come cute, do your hair, put a little yes, shirt on, even though you're on Zoom and people pajama are- pants on. Yeah, even if you're wearing something sloppy on the bottom, you have to have a cute top on for Zoom. (laughs) A cute top and maybe put some eyelashes on, some lipstick, you know, something cute. (laughs) Yeah, anytime I I go to put makeup on, I'm like, do I even remember how to do this? (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. It's like, or should I for 10 minutes, for 30 minutes, do I need to get dressed? Do I need to do my makeup? Yes, you do. (laughs) Yeah, just do it. I think it's good for your mental health. Yes. Um, so this yappy hour is happening on Wednesday, November 4th. So, um, depending on how things go on November 3rd, <laughs> um, we can either <laughs> celebrate or we can drown our sorrows. So, right. um, so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it and, um, it's just, it's such a great thing. Thank you for organizing it. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. Before we, before we finish this interview, um, is there anything else that you're working on that you're excited about? 
Yes, I'm actually working on a new kind of project. It's called the Posh Pups Shop. And so, yeah, so it's going to be like a cute place where, um, and cute is like my go-to adjective. Um, So (laughs) I do say it a lot. Um, So it'll be like a little store for pets and their parents to get cute little outfits and graphic t-shirts. And um, I'm working on doing the matching outfits with with um, people and their parents. And so that should be launching um, in November too. So uh, November 4th is actually Sparkle's birthday. So she'll be seven this year. So I, I didn't purposely Aww. put it after election day. I was just like, oh, that's Sparkle's birthday. Let's do it. Then. Oh. <laughs> um, but then I was like, dang, girl, I didn't realize you was born right after election day. But um so, yeah, so it'll be launching around that same time. And so um, I'm really excited. I'm going to start with, like, just a signature um, T-shirt um, for the for the pet parents. And then everything else will start dropping, like, weeks at a time. Or different pieces will drop at different times. I like that. When I launched my online store, um, I did kind of a similar thing. I only had, like, three things I started with. And mm-hmm. then just kind of gradually added more stuff but yeah it's so smart to start small because it's a lot to figure out it is a lot and I usually I have like my friend who helps me with all my ideas but she's in an MBA program and I'm like dang it I don't want to bother her with this so it's been like a lot of research but it's so fun to figure out so you know and just come up with like ideas and designs so um, I'm really really excited about it and this is something that I wanted to do for a while but you know since we've been working from home and I a lot of my events were canceled in the um, springtime I had I, I had so much time to go back to my um, little parking lot of ideas and and pick up what I could what I could uh, start working on so I'm really excited I like that parking lot of ideas that's like yes. such a good visual <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So you're like launching an online store, you're doing all these virtual events, you're like just doing so many things. Do you have any favorite tools or apps or resources that help you do all the things that you do? Sure. So, um, I think, um, some of the things that I use is, um, of course, Instagram. I think this has been such a great tool for us to connect with people. So like, you know, I connected with you on Instagram and it helps you to be able to search people who you kind of want to partner with or um, like even sponsors. So many people are so much more responsive there and you can be able to connect with someone Um you know, faster and then get an email directly. Um, so that's one of my favorite things. Of course, I use um, my calendar, Google Calendar. Everything's on my calendar. Everything has a time. Everything has a place. If it's not on the calendar, then I must not want it to get done. <laughs> so, um, and so with my events in general, um, I use a, a, a CRM platform called Dubsado and it helps me workflow so many different things. So sometimes even when it's an idea or an event that I'm creating, I still will um, put it through the workflow. That way it kind of triggers me to make sure that I'm staying on top of everything and I can, you know, flag things for follow up and I can connect with people. It shows up on my calendar next to certain appointments that I have. So I kind of know. So even though uh, the Yappy Hour was my event and not necessarily an event that I'm planning for someone else, I still put it through um, the same workflow. That's a good idea because there's so many little details and, and things you have to make sure that you do. Yeah, there's so many things. I think people think for, um, 
for online events that you're just going to get online. And it's so much more than that. So definitely, you definitely have to have like a workflow and a plan in place. Well, yeah, especially because you, you've kind of, it sounds like you've gone above and beyond with like the Spotify playlist and, and all the little details that I haven't heard of people doing before for online events. So it's really cool. Yay. I'm really excited. I hope people really like it and really you know, jam out and connect online. So I try to think of, uh, you know, cool things that I would like if I was at home. So I may add more stuff if it comes to me. So. Yay. Well, I'm so excited. So um, if if you, people are listening to this, where can they go to find you and to like figure out how to get tickets for this event? Sure. You can just go to Sparkle's Instagram. She is at Sparkle Posh Pup. And so the link to register is in her bio. It's a bit.ly link. So it's just bit.ly um, slash whoop and whiskey, but it's in her bio and you can register there. Um, and that's kind of where we are. All of her stuff online is at Sparkle Posh Pup. Um, so that's where you can find her. Um, and then if you're looking for me, I'm in her, I'm in her bio as well. So um, that's where you can find us on the, on the World Wide Web. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Taylor. I love talking to you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at TMystic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear Wag Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.